Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Sing holy, 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 God Almighty. It's a privilege. It's a privilege to worship you. You are the maker, Lord. Maker of all It's an honor. It's an honor just to stand. Lift up your hands. Sing holy, holy. Holy, 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 God Almighty. It's a privilege, it's a privilege to worship you. are the maker of all the universe. It is an honor, it's an honor just to stand. Lift up your hands. Sing holy, 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 Almighty. It's a privilege, it's a privilege to worship. 
proclaiming, Lord, to reign. Oh, with a grateful heart. Are you Lord? Great are you, 
with a grateful heart we lift our hands to you proclaiming lord you reign oh with a grateful heart we lift our hands to you proclaiming lord you reign lord you reign great are you lord greatly to be greatly to be praised Father, you reign. Father, you reign. Great Lord. Great are you, Lord. Oh, greatly to be praised. Greatly to be praised. Father, you reign. Hallelujah. Lift up your voice. I said, God is great. Exalt him, hallelujah, hallelujah. Shall we pray over the offering? Father, we thank you for this time. We are privileged to contribute to the building and support of your kingdom. Everything you've, we've given comes from you. And we see it as a privilege for us to give back sanctify these monies may you bless those who gave and those who don't have the means to give father bless them that they can be givers tomorrow for your word says that it's a blessing to give than to receive we thank you in jesus name amen wonderful thank you god bless you uh just to clarify at the announcements it's all bronx residents will meet with reverend 1 30 to 2 o'clock and then the ministry meetings are for ministry leaders ministry pastors and the ministry members as well hallelujah the members the leaders and the ministry pastor and then your contribution statements are available you can log into megaflock and download it amen before we receive the word of god let's have a testimony from miss victoria mark uh, a short testimony let's hear what the lord is doing in the midst of us amen Oh, put your hands together. As you, you clap until she gets here, okay? Yeah. Okay. Welcome. Tell us what God has done for you. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Our God is great. Amen. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. I was having a groove, and this groove was between the upper, the line between the upper eyelid and the eye socket. And um, it was removed once by surgery. But about a year or two ago, I saw the same thing again at the same place. And many thoughts started running through my mind. If you have been a medical personnel, 
or you are a medical personnel, and you know the implications of a growth coming back, many thoughts will run through your mind. And so at a point, I told myself, I've now seen that the doctors have no cure. If they had a cure, they would have cured me when I went under a surgery. But here, I turned to God. I said, my God, you are the only one who can heal. There is no one that can heal me. And so, I encouraged myself in the Lord and told myself, I know that one day, when the prophet in the house, I mean reverend, when he's ministering under the anointing, God will touch me. And any time that I'm dressing up, because it is on my eyelid, and so I could see it, especially when I'm putting on my makeups. <laughs> so, I will say the same thing, that I believe that one day, one reverend is ministering under the anointing, God will touch me. And I remember getting to last year, after reverend had preached, he said there was a heavy anointing in this room and that he wanted to pray for us. And he started mentioning diseases and conditions. And he mentioned, I remember, he mentioned that somebody with an eye problem was being touched by God. And I received it. By then, I had even forgotten that I had a problem. And so when I went to the house, I didn't check. But about two weeks later, I checked. And lo and behold, the growth was no more there. I just want to say that God is forever the same. And what he did yesterday, he can do it again. Hallelujah. Wow. The doctors couldn't heal. Now we know the limitations of the science students. <laughs> that God is wilder than them. Hallelujah. They can bully us, the our students, but there's a great physician in heaven who is still in the business of healing people. Amen. And I want to encourage you that, you know, life has its limitations. Do you get it? Our strength, our technology has its limitations. We've gone to the moon, but we can't make a mosquito. Have you thought about that? You know, so we must always believe in the power of God. Hallelujah. Believe in the power of God to heal you, to make you rich, to give you the child you're looking for, to give you the husband or wife that you're looking for. In every instance of life, believe in the power of God. Hallelujah. Your strength will definitely come to a limitation. And that is where God's grace kicks in. 
But if you don't acknowledge that your strength is limited, God will just wait till you acknowledge him. Hallelujah. God bless you. May this healing be permanent. No more surgeries. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, why don't you rise to your feet at this point? And uh, let's receive the man of God to minister the word of God to us. Hallelujah. The Bible says the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged swords. The word brings healing. It brings light. It brings comfort. It brings peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you excited to be in church? You know, to be honest with you, when uh, the choir was singing and she won, I was a bit sad, you know. And I told you I was sad. Because she was singing, God is great. And amazingly, most of us were sitting down. She was saying, God is great. God is great. Let me tell you something. When you are in a plane, or you are in a crowded place, and hear somebody shout, Allah Akubalu. When you hear Allah Akubalu, Allah Akubalu, you know what God is great means. Yeah. 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 You have no. That's when they blow themselves. Before they blow themselves, they shout. Allah Akubalu means God is great. I mean, Somebody who they believe their God is so great they can explode themselves for their God. And Christians cannot stand up and shout God is great. We cannot even shout. That is how much they believe their great, great their God is. That they are willing to kill themselves for it. So the last thing they say is Allah Akbar. Then suddenly all the explosive explodes. Because their God is great. We cannot even lift up our hands and shout our God is great. So sometimes we wonder whether we really believe whether our God is great. Look, God is great. I said 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 God is great. Yes. He's great. He'll always be great. Hallelujah. He will always be great. In spite of where you are in the cycle of life, God is great. He is always great. I say he is always great. I say he is always great. Maybe all of us should start studying the planetary. Maybe we should all start doing that. Those of you who are young, science students, I mean, and young is a question of your heart. You can be, I mean, you can be, you can be young at any age. Young guys, you see, you should start with, study the planets. As you look at the planets, you look at how huge they are, how they are circling, and the distances, and the equilibrium. And you see as they are going. And even the earth that you occupy, how small, how small our earth is compared to the other planets. And apart from the earth, how small the land mass is. Earth is to tell water, listen, and the landmass, how small America is, and America, how small New York is, 
and New York, how small your apartment is. <laughs> and your apartment, how small you are in the apartment. You will understand when they say, God is great. Yes. God is great. No, no, it's okay. God is great. God is great. And we better see him as a great God. Hallelujah. Yes. See, and God is bigger than all your problems. Bigger than all my problems. Bigger than all my needs. God is greater. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, I want us to have that perspective that when we are talking about God, we are talking about Elohim. Hallelujah. We are not talking about God the repairer. God the creator. He is Elohim. A creator, not a repairer. Man can repair. God creates. He is great. And he's worthy to be praised. He's worthy. Yes. So think about other religions. When they say God is great, they, they, it, I, I mean, I cannot even imagine how much you must believe in your God such that you are about to die. Happy to die. Oh. Happy to die. That's how much they believe in their God. Allah Kubalo. To me, terrible things are about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Look, let's believe in our God. He is great. He is great. He is great. Our God is great. And if we trust him, we will see his greatness. He will always come through. God will always come through. If only you can believe him. If you can trust him. Because your problems is very small compared to how great our God is. Hallelujah. Please take our seat. God is great. God is great. God is great. Yeah. You see, most of us can get our friends or people who we like to do things for us. Do you understand what I'm saying? At best. First of all, you don't even get people to do anything for you. But sometimes when you try, maybe somebody like you will do something for you. But when you are dealing with a God who can get his enemy to work for him, that is a greater God. Yeah. Yeah. That is great. He, he, that is why he will use Nebuchadnezzar for his, for his kingdom. If you get to the level whereby you can get your enemy to work for you, that's another level. That's how God, great God is. Yeah. Oh, God is great. God is great. I say God is great. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, he's great. He's great. Maybe we should start there. We should all look at the planets. We know. Yeah. Look at the distance between the earth and the sun. 
the first day we, we hanged that banner, uh, Kodesh, Kodesh family, the first day we hanged, I was, can I talk, to, let me preach, I mean, it's all, this is all part of preaching, God is great. The first day we hanged that banner, I was standing outside with Pastor Davis. As soon as we, because it was, it was Lighthouse Chapel originally, as soon as we hanged the banner, an old Jewish man approached us here, right here. He said, Kodesh. He said, you, do you understand Kodesh? That's what he asked us. We who have hung the banner. <laughs> do we understand what we have, where we have hung? And so Kodesh, he says, it means the dwelling place of the one who cannot be named. Yeah, that's what he told us. He said, it means the dwelling place of the one who cannot. Because in real Hebrew, you don't mention the name of God. He's too big for his name to be mentioned. Tetragrammaton. Go ask me somebody. <laughs> yeah. So the guy, the Jewish man, he said, do you know? He said, this is the one who cannot be mentioned. That's his name. That's his name. The dwelling place of the one whose name cannot be mentioned. Then he took a step back. And then he told us, he is so great that his name cannot be mentioned. And even when they, when they write, when they write, you have to pull the pen away. Yeah. You know, first of all, you have to take a shower. And you cannot write his name when you're having your period, with all your smelly period. You can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he told us. And then he explained to us, look, his greatness, that he told us so. His greatness is displayed in the universe. They say, why did he say that? He said, look, the sun and the moon are at equidistant. That if the, if the sun was to move in one mile to the earth, the earth will burn. If the sun were to move one mile away, the earth will freeze. That's how he, one, one inch, the earth will burn. If you, you see, the one who is keeping the sun and the earth said that when the sun even moves one inch, the earth will burn. When it moves one inch, the earth will freeze. The one who is maintaining it, his name is so great. He said, Kodesh, do you understand? He said, hey, please, we are so, and teach us. <laughs> he explained to us the meaning of Kodesh. God is great. I said, God is great. I said, God is great. And let's see him as a great God. See him as a great God. That's your small job that you have lost. How big it is. God is great. If he sustained the sun and the earth such that they don't move an inch, don't you think he can sustain you? Sustain you? How much I can you chop? A small food? A small apartment? A small house? A small boyfriend? Shout God is great! I said shout God is great! I said shout God is great! God we said. Let's believe in him. Hallelujah. Yeah. That is why serving God is the greatest job. Once again, I reference Billy Graham. I've been following Billy Graham all week long. One of his interviews. They asked him that he's such a great personality, such a great speaker. Have you considered running for the presidency? He said, 
residency? For what? I cannot lower myself. I am doing the most important job. I'm serving the, mo the most important, most high God. I cannot lower myself to take this job. <laughs> yes! And you see, he had a right perspective. That serving God is above everything. Eight years. With lies and... Please. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is great. I say God is great. All right. It's a communion service. So. It's a good word. Thank you. It's a good word. Let's see that way. See him as great. No matter where you are on the circle of life, see him as great. Hallelujah. Okay. Deuteronomy chapter 20. Okay, actually, my time is going. Let's, I'm still talking about um, verse for the day. We learned the verse for the day for the morning. So those of you who came in the afternoon, go and learn it. <laughs> Deuteronomy 28 1. Go and read. That's your homework. All right. Good. Maybe let's read through, through it once. Go. And it shall come to pass. If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. Hallelujah. But I'm still talking, I feel I have, a, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe the Spirit leading me, I, I feel burdened for soul winning, you know, soul winning. As I saw a great evangelist enter eternity. I feel that it is a wake-up call for the church to start looking at souls. Hallelujah. Yeah. I felt it get better than I look. A general, a great warrior has ended. And the signs should tell us that souls must be won. Amen. I said amen. So, I'm, like, so this morning I talk about Bearing fruit. Or why some people don't bear fruit. Hallelujah. And I'm continuing this afternoon. Because you see, fruit bearing or being fruitful or the ability to bear fruit is a multi-billion industry. <laughs> if you understand what I said. It's a multi-billion industry. The ability to reproduce. It is so desirable. When people, you sit there, you talk. When people don't have children, they will do anything. Before you criticize somebody. money to pay. Fully. Their life savings. Bearing truth. After your kind. You have no idea. People will do anything. Anything to bear fruit. One of the most shocking things I watched was, there was a documentary called Shocking Africa. 
Why is it still on, on, on YouTube or something? No, you don't want to watch it. No, no, you don't. It's called Shocking Africa. You don't want to watch it. Nah. But if you want, you can write that word. Look at that. It's still there. Shocking Africa. It talks. You see, now the woman, somebody wants to, was barren, wants to have a child. And it was told that there's a jujuma or something who can make the person have a child. And in that documentary, a snake. Oh, yes. A snake enters. I mean, what will make a woman who's afraid of a rat? Or a cockroach sit down for a snake to enter her private parts? You are saying, whoa. Ah, ah. You see, I'm talking about how desperate people are when they want to have children. Yeah. You have no idea. Fruit bearing. Desperation. Desperation. Because it is because God say God created after one can say, and you shall bear fruit after your own kind. So it is something in it in us that we do everything. That is why when you see someone going through that before you criticize the person, understand the person. Yes. Desperation. It even leads to lies and infidelity. Oh, yeah. I look at me like a saint. You just don't know what I'm talking about. I'm preaching. Thank you, my wife. My wife is encouraging me. Infidelity. I did OB and GYN rotation as a medical student. With a popular fertility doctor in Ghana called Dr. Gosh. All my stories are true. I work with Dr. Gosh, Indian doctor, top fertility doctor. Yeah. And I remember a couple who could not have children who came to see. And she did all the tests. And she found out that. You know where I come from? When a couple cannot have the children, it's only the man's fault. It's the woman's fault. I don't know why we think like that. Where I come from, if you marry and can't have the child, it's the wife. That's never been the man. Never! I'm preaching. Where I come from, if you cannot have children, it's always, only the, it's always the woman. Madam, hey, your wife, hey, your wife, hey, your wife. Coffee, your wife, oh, coffee, your wife, oh. Coffee, pass somewhere. Coffee, you are growing old, oh. It's always your wife. I, I, I mean, they, are, they must all be, they are all probably all our students. Zero science. <laughs> Zero science. I, I mean, that's my only reason. Because how do you think like that, anyway? So this lady came. And we did all the tests. And after we did the test, everything was fine. Her tubes, everything patent. So thank you very much. We were there, we were there, we were there, we were there. Nine months, who should come to the labor ward? This woman. <laughs> came and, and, and came, deliver the baby. Then uh, a month, came to deliver the baby. Then after a week or later, you know where I come from, they come, they bring baskets to come and thank the doctor. 
So they came with baskets, yams to come and take them. You see the man wearing his white boo boo, following the woman. As soon as God saw, say, "Oh, say, bad woman, bad woman." That's <laughs> what we say. Oh, say, bad woman. Because he knew what had happened. The woman came to check whether he could have the child. As soon as she was okay, she dribbled the man. And the man. <laughs> yeah. So the man was following proudly. So, Jose! Bad woman. <laughs> the desire. Yeah. The desire. The desire. Expensive people change. Man, I've seen somebody who at the point I say stop this treatment. Because the, the press can also make you put on weight. The fertility pills. And here's a and at the point I say, look, stop it. Both weight and then I said, I stop it. And she understood and stopped it. But lo and behold, two years later she was back on it, and I understood because that desire never goes away. Are you hearing me? So, it is something so strong in us. Hallelujah. That, in a certain sense, if you are not able to do it, you are considered quote-unquote abnormal. Are you hearing me? So, spiritually, it's probably the same. Hallelujah. God expects us to be fruitful. You must bring forth after your own kind, spiritually. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And just as people will go to the ends of the world to have a child, may we go to the ends of the world to give birth to people spiritually. First Peter 2. First Peter 2, brother. Oh, first Peter one. Go to first. Uh, go to second Peter one quickly, so I can. Let me, second Peter chapter one verse three. Second Peter chapter one verse three. According as His divine power had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him that had called us to glory and virtue. Next one quickly. We are going to verse nine. Please quick. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by this ye might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. And to knowledge temperance. And to temperance patience. And to patience godliness. And to godliness brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness charity. Peter was exhorting them. For if, verse 8 is the verse, if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. If distance be in you. Okay? The, 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 the characters that enlisted. Uh, uh, patience, love, if they if, joy, if knowledge, if they be in you. Not only in you, and about. Not only in you. But what? Say about. Say about. You see, you cannot go through life with only just enough. Yeah. People who succeed always have excess. You cannot just go through life with just enough. It's abound. You cannot just have enough love 
to go through your marriage, you must have reserve because a, a day will come, the marriage will hit the portal. You have to go to the bank and bring the reserve lamp. Mm. You cannot go, you see, even you, you see, that, that is why, that is why your paycheck must abound. <laughs> Somebody say amen. amen. I said that's why your paycheck must abound. Because every month, I mean, expenditure and income, they are on a tail line. <laughs> I mean, it's on a fine line. The, the edge, the income match exactly the expenditure. A small dip, there's a trouble. Big trouble. The budget is on the line. Everything is budgeted up to the line. So, you get a flat tire on the road. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Don't live on the edge, okay? Don't live. You see, it is very dangerous for me to walk here. I can say I'm balanced, but it's very dangerous. It's always good to walk here. This is just, this is just a side effect of my preaching. Don't live your financial life on the edge. Do not. Do not. Do not. This thing that I get paid, you calculate it. Everything is calculated line by line. Look. Everything is calculated. Let me tell you something. Life is not a straight line. Things happen. They must abound. Things must abound in you. May love abound in you. You see, you must have a lot of forgiveness in you. You So, you see, the reason why you say that, look, this is the last time. This is the last time. I will not tolerate this nonsense again. I have had enough. It means you don't have enough forgiveness. You had a limited forgiveness. It's expired. <laughs> Your forgiveness is finished. That's why you're saying that this is the last time. But Jesus told us, how often should my brother forget me? He says 70 times thirsty. That is abundance. 490, 490 by the same person a day. 490 by the same person a day. Look. <laughs> there was one time I was talking to a certain husband and I told him that, look, the Bible says you should forgive. Do you remember Jesus Christ on the cross? Even when the people had maltreated him, he said, Father, forgive them. Even when he helped them, and they wanted to kill. He said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they are doing. He said, yes, Reverend, I agree. I said, oh, really? I said, Reverend, I agree. Jesus said, forgive them. For they know not what they are doing. This one she knows. <laughs> this one she knows. <laughs> For they know not what they are doing. This one, she knows. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, let me continue with my scriptures. <laughs> but love must abound in you. Go back, go back to where we are reading. 
said, this one she knows. <laughs> she told me, he said, no, this one she knows. <laughs> For if this is being in you and about, they make you that this shall not be barren or fruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Continue, next verse. But he that lacketh distance is blind. Number one. And cannot see afar off. Number two. And number three, had forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. He that lacked distance, which makes you unfruitful, is that when he is blind, he's blind. I'm talking about why we are not fruitful. Number one, blind, blindness. See, he that lacked distance, one, is blind. Two, is short sighted, cannot see far. And three, has forgotten. Is forgetful. Blind. Blind. The reason why we are not fruitful or we don't bear fruits or we don't wish, we are blind. Blind to what? That's the question. Blind to what? Blind to what? The question is blind to what? Unfortunately, most of us are blind to the reality of hell. Yeah, we are blind. We can't see hell. We are blind that there is hell and there's heaven. Blind. He is blind. We are blind of the fact that there exists hell. And that if people are not saved, they will go to hell. The fact that you are saved and you are comfortable does not mean that everybody is saved. Well, you are blind. A lot of Christians are blind to hell. We are blind to the fact that there exists a place called hell. Hallelujah. Yeah. All our focus is on luxurious living. God bless me. Let me tell you something. Jesus Christ did not die so that we can get, have a new car. I beg you. I'm preaching, brother. Thank you. He didn't go on the cross to shed his, his blood so that you will have a nice wife. That's not what it is. He didn't shed his blood. So that you will have a, a nice job. No. No. Don't let us reduce the blood of Jesus to our petty needs. He has no problem blessing you with those things. But that is not why. No, 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 no. Cannot, I, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, it's like somebody who got employed. You were employed for, you were employed for the benefits. No. Something more than that. You are, you, 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 you are working so they can give you only health insurance. Is that why you go to work? No. The health insurance, the, the vacation, they are benefits. That's not why you stand up the job. That's just by the way. He, he shed his blood so that you and I could be saved. And heaven is real. And hell is real. And a lot of Christians are blind. Blind. Blind to hell. Blind to hell. The reality, you see, the reality of hell has not entered into us. That's why I sent that WhatsApp by D.L. Moody. I hope some of you read it. is real and hell is real it takes people like Billy Graham 
to say. You see, I mean, as they were reading his biography, you consider he was always conscious of eternity. He was never blind. Reverend Billy Graham was never blind. Never. Never. Sometimes when you hear some of us preachers preach, you wonder whether we are motivational speakers or we are financial analysts. How do you wonder? Our life coaches. But as we hear him speak, I mean, listen, somebody who can say that one day, one day, you will hear that Billy Graham is dead, never believe a word of it. I have just moved on to eternity. I will be more alive than ever. That is somebody who is conscious of eternity. He's never blind. Pastors preaching, yeah, the Lord will bless you, the Lord will bless you, the Lord will bless you. Take your nose. That's what I hear. The Lord will bless you. Somebody, somebody, somebody produce, somebody scream. Please. Let's talk about the gospel. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. That whosoever believed him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Let's talk about the true gospel. Don't be blind to hell. We are blind. He's blind. Yeah. Don't let us be blind. He was always alive. He was conscious of eternity. Hallelujah. Every time he would preach, he would say the Bible says, he would lift up his Bible. Let us be real. There is heaven. There is hell. And we should not be blind to hell. Unfortunately, if your loved ones are not saved, they will go to hell. And I'll say again, there's a road from earth to heaven. There's a road from earth to hell. There's no road between heaven and hell. So you choose your destination on earth before you... Uh, <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Can I see afar off? We are blind. We are, we, we see, it's, it's sad. Yeah. It's sad. Blind to eternity. You see, but uh, Jesus, you see, Jesus spoke more about hell and heaven than any other preacher. And when he told us the, the story of Lazarus, he said there was a certain poor man named Lazarus. See, that was not a parable. No, 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 no. no. It wasn't a parable. Every time he, every time he spoke a parable, he said that a, 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 a certain man had two sons. He didn't name them. Or so I want to. He didn't. But this way, he mentioned names. There was one guy called a rich man who he didn't mention his name. He mentioned Lazarus. He mentioned Abraham. He was talking about a true story. It's not a parable. Hell is not a figment of your imagination. So stop saying that I'm going through hell. You're going through hell. <laughs> Listen to me. Before you can't go through hell. Okay. <laughs> you go to hell, but you don't go through hell. You, you know what I'm going through with your little laugh. You know what I'm going through. I'm going through hell, man. You go through hell. <laughs> you, you, you don't go through hell. Hell is a final destination. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yes, we should not be blind. No. Always think about it. Where are they going? Souls are perishing. Souls are perishing. Hallelujah. Souls are perishing. 
How many really will die in Christ? How many really will live again? Hallelujah. Just be a song like that. Souls are perishing. As you go, souls are perishing. As we live today, souls will burn. As the day goes by, how many really will live in Christ? How many really will live again? Something like that. So separation. Hallelujah. So please let us not be blind. Okay. May our eyes be open. Okay. You should not be blind. Say they are blind. Hallelujah. Number two. Short sighted. Or oh, cannot see a farm means you are short sighted. Okay. Cannot see a farm. Because I think there are two types of eye conditions. Long sight and what? If you are long-sighted, it means what? It means um. If you are long-sighted, it means you cannot. You cannot see near. That's what it means. Please don't confuse me, as students. <laughs> if you are if you are long-sighted, it means you cannot see near. And if you are short-sighted, it means you cannot see far. Aha. Uh-huh. Myopia. And. Myopia is short-sighted. And long-sighted is what? <laughs> he said hyper. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what it means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Short-sighted. Like, like, I don't need my glasses. If you watch me, I don't need my glasses to, to read. Okay? Because I'm short-sighted. So I can see. But I need my glasses to see afar off. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you get it? And there's the reverse. You need your glasses to see. By on far side, you can see. Which is really what happens with aging. So they are suffering from the eye, eyesight of aging. Because <laughs> as you grow old, that's what happens. So I'm still young. <laughs> yes. There is a lot, yeah, no, no. Uh, when you get old, that's what you need, yeah. That, that, that's actually what happens with aging. So, sorry. <laughs> Hallelujah. But short-sighted! It's another reason why we don't bear fruits. We can't see far. Our whole life is circled on ourselves. You can't see far. You can't see far. We are short-sighted. We don't see long-term. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah, we don't see far. Short-sighted. We don't see. That means we don't see eternity. Once again, there was a quote. God bless Reverend Billy Graham. He lived a long life on earth, 99 years. But he's now going to live for eternity. Compared to the life he lived here, eternity was long. Short-sighted. We can't see far. See, and, and, and let me talk a bit about short-sightedness. See, let me talk a bit about short-sightedness. See, when they say you are short-sighted or you can't see far, it means you are somebody who doesn't think about long-term consequences. Hallelujah. And it will cost you. You see, your, your behavior, as you are misbehaving, you are not thinking about the consequences. You are annoyed now, so you are blowing your top now. 
But have you thought about the effect? Short-sighted. Short-sighted. Hey, I can't take this anymore. Listen, this marriage is over. Hey, listen to me. Hey, listen to me. Hey, this is over. I've had enough. Hey, you see, I, I, could be, I, I, I was doing well on my own. I cannot submit to someone like you. Enough is enough. Today is the day. I'm giving you ultimatum. This at it. I'm out. I'm out. Enough. Yeah. I, as you were blowing your top and running, say I'm off. Did you look at that three-year-old child? Did you look at that five-year-old child? Did you look at how things are going to be? How today they drop them here, somebody picks them here, they drop them here, somebody picks them here, another person becomes their stepmother. Did you look at all the long-term consequences? Go and ask your mother. Go, I'm preaching. Go and ask your mother the nonsense of your father. <laughs> that she tolerated so that you have a roof over your head. If your mother has behaved like you, will you have had a roof? <laughs> Let's go and ask your mother. I'm preaching. Go ask your mom. The long suffering she has to go through. This is your father who you see cooling. Do you know how bad he was? <laughs> but your mother always said, hmm. my children, my children. And because of that, you lived in a house with a roof over your head. You had siblings, and now you will go and come, and now you are saying that you can't take nonsense. Your father was a serial womanizer. Your husband only squeezed one breast. Can you compare that? <laughs> one or two. Remember, this is no one, but one or two. Just one or two breasts. You have, you have, you have. How do I say that your father was a serial womanizer? Look at your step-siblings. I'm preaching, Francis, I'm preaching. So now you have taken your back. You don't think far. You don't see far. I'm preaching. If you saw far, if you saw far, you will not carry her into the corner knowing the effect of this adultery on your marriage. Knowing that this thing is going to have a long-term effect on your marriage, you will not have responded to her breast and her buttocks. Yeah, maybe I can preach. I'm a science student. I can mention them. <laughs> I'm a science student. Yes, you will not. It don't take effect that this action is going to break a trust. And cause a pain in your relationship for something that will only last for three minutes. Only three. One, two, three. Three minutes. My wife said, or less. Hey, you're not trying to say. Hey, Chalani press ups. Says two minutes 
Yes. What do you say? You can't. <laughs> hey, two minutes. It's going to affect the whole lifetime relationship. Look at politicians. They lost their career. Politicians. Your whole career, political career goes down the rain. Over one minute, 55 seconds. Send the pictures. Hey, so you see, you see, did you think far? You don't see far. You don't see far. We lack the discipline. We lack, you see, that was the sin of Esau. Immediate gratification. Immediate gratification. Immediate gratification. I'm hungry. I don't care about my bed, right? Give me the food now. I'm talking about the sin of Esau. Now. Instant. I can't give you the food now. I'm hungry. That's why the, that's why the Bible calls Esau a fornicator. Go and read your Bible. That's the way you used to Esau is fornicator. Because that's fornication. Instant gratification. 20 seconds. Can't wait. I need it right now. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> It just takes you down the drain. It destroys relationships. It destroys your future. It destroys your career. Who? Yeah. Because you didn't think far. You did not think far. You have to learn to think far. Yeah, you see, you see, you see. That was the wisdom Abigail gave to David. Yeah. When we have Abigailism, because David was angry, ready to kill. He said, This Nabal, I am done with him. Then Abigail said, Listen to me. Have you thought of the anointing? Have you thought of how God is going to make you a king? Do you know that by this action, it may follow you? You have blood on your hand. And David thought through that, Ah, it is not worth killing this fool. This fool is not worth. Some of you should be able to tell you that this girl is not worth my ministry. I'm preaching Francis. I'm preaching Francis. I am preaching. This girl is not worth my anointing. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. This man is not worth it. It's not worth it. This situation is not worth it. It's not worth it. I will not sacrifice. Getting annoyed, angry. This quarrel with this person is not worth my reputation. I will not reduce myself to quarrel with this person. It's not worth my reputation. I'm above it. I'm preaching. David said, ah, it's Nabal. It's not worth my anointing. He thought far. May the Spirit minister to you. Amen. May you see the value of things Amen. and know the things that are not worth. Amen. Yeah. May we see it. Yeah. Maybe he said, this foolish Nabal. And that's the wisdom of Abigail. Abigail pointed to David to think long term. 
Now look. This is not worth it. And some of us can get so agitated over this. Why are you so agitated about this nonsense? I'm so agitated. No, it's not worth it. Yep, are you hearing me? Church, are you hearing me? Yeah. Show them. Listen to me. Because you don't think far, that's why you don't take your school serious. I'm preaching. It's not worth you. Yes, if you thought far, you go to school. But because you don't think far, that's why you are interested in wearing Nike at this age, expensive shoes instead of going to school. And therefore, I gotta go work. I need some Nikes, please. <laughs> I need some Jordans. I need some Jordans now. Yeah, I need that. Yes, limited edition. But if you are taught, you will find out that this Jordans is not worth it at all. And I better spend some time studying on my books. I'm preaching. You didn't think far. If you are taught, you have done the homework. Because <laughs> you didn't think that by not doing the homework, you are going to get the C. <laughs> and the C will give you trouble. But if you are taught far, can I preach to you? You see? If you are taught far, you will not have gone to watch that show or that WhatsApp or that TV program. Because by watching that TV program, you couldn't finish the assignment, which led to a D. Yes, but if you are yes, and the D led to other things. So if you are taught far, you will have said that this TV show is not worth my homework. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Cannot see far off. We, we can't see far. I can go over and over. Look, one of the one of the problems in Africa is African leaders are short-sighted. African leaders are the most short-sighted people you can ever meet. Are you? You know what I'm talking about, right? Man, I'm talking very short-sighted. They can't see far at all. That's why they come into power. A Bible, a Jaguar. They, they, they keep on buying cars. They don't think long term. Very short-sighted. They never think about their legacy. What they will do. As soon as they enter into power and all, what can I get? So short-sighted. So short-sighted. That one person, you, see, you, are, you are a fool. If you alone have more money than the country. <laughs> you haven't thought about it. You alone. You are richer than the country. You are a fool. How much can you eat? How long is your life? But we are so short-sighted. African leaders at the moment, they don't think about legacy, what, what history will say about them. No, no, not at all. As soon as they enter, no. I mean, we are talking about, it's only in Africa that when you come to power, the first month, you buy cars. <laughs> I'm preaching. Have you heard that since when Donald Trump won, they started buying cars, all the Republicans started buying cars. Have you seen it before? That as soon as they, Donald Trump bought then all the senators bought cars. Have you, have you seen it before? But where you and I come from, as soon as they come from ministers, four by four. V8. Yeah. 
it shows how short-sighted we are. You see, they don't think far. They don't think far. That's why the roads will remain like that. That's why there will be potholes. That's why accidents will increase. Because they don't think far. Yeah. Oh, we are funny. As soon as we come, look at the things we do. We buy cars. We travel a lot. We buy houses. Conferences. Upon conferences. Per diem upon per diem. <laughs> and the titles. Unravel. Unravel. Look, I'll give you an assignment. Okay, you are young. Go and check it. Go and check the picture of the U.S. president when they come into power. And the picture when they leave. And then check the picture of African friends. <laughs> yeah, just check a little picture. Look at the picture of African friends when they come into power and when they leave. And it, 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 it will tell you. I come to my some of them, they don't, they don't even leave. <laughs> they die in power. You don't think far. Because if you think far, if you think far, you will not cling on to power to the point that the people who you say you are ruling are killed in the war. You are so much concerned by being in power that people die. Because you don't want to go. Are you thinking far? You're not thinking far. I mean, how can I call myself a pastor of the church when my actions destroy all of you? How stupid can you be? <laughs> but we don't think far. Short sighted. That's our problem. Short sighted. Anyway, that's just by the way. But think about it. Yeah. Yeah. The African politicians was by the way, but it's true. Mm. They, can, they, 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 can, they can write to me, I don't care, but that's the truth. They don't think far. Yeah. Are you here with me, church? You know, that is why one of the short-sighted people, let me say it this way, short-sighted people are selfish. I say short-sighted people are selfish. It is selfishness that makes you short-sighted. Your whole world is around you. Me, myself, and I. That's what it is. If I don't get it, nobody will get it. Me, myself, and I. And so, see, that is what makes people like, well, I'm not happy. You are not happy so what? Why should everything be around you? I'm not happy. I'm not happy. And if I'm not happy, then I don't think I don't. I'm not happy. I don't like it. Everything is I, I, I. I'm not happy. I don't like it. I'm not being appreciated. Nobody minds me. I, 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 I. Why should everything be around you? That's the selfishness. Have you thought about the others? Selfish. If it does not meet my interest, I'm not interested. Everything I, 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 I. Everything must bounce back to you. That's Satan, though. That's Satan. That eye spirit is Satan. 
I will arise. I will be this. I will be this. It's Satan. I, 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 I. Hallelujah. Church, are you here with me? Are you here with me? Yeah. Selfish. Short-sighted. We don't think far. Because if you think far, why would you stay? Say, look, this whole country, okay, we have room for four years. Another four years. You are not the only wise person in the country. Why don't you just step aside so that another person comes? Even, I mean, I mean are you the only concurrency in the town that you But you still stay there. You see them, they'll go for, I mean, at 90. Come on, give me a break. You see them at conference and they are sleeping. They sleep. Because a 90-year-old man will sleep. Can't control it. Yeah. And what is even sad? What is even sad? Sometimes even they are given a way of escape. Now look, you just leave. They will still stay until it's an uprising and they are killed. I don't think far. Anyway, don't be, tell everybody, don't be selfish. No, no, it's selfish that makes you short-sighted. It's about, well, I, I don't like the way they talk about me. I don't like the way they talk about me. I don't like the way they talk about me. I mean, I don't like the way they talk about me. I mean, I don't like the way they talk about me. I'm annoyed. I'm angry. Because I'm annoyed, I will make sure that they, I don't care. I don't care whether they come or they don't come. I don't care. I don't care. You don't care because somebody's... What is your problem? Selfish. Because you are not happy, everybody around you should not be happy. Yeah. Thank you. Because I'm not happy, nobody should be happy. The world cannot revolve around you. That's a child anyway. Selfish. Yeah, that's short-sighted. You don't think far. If I don't get it, nobody should get it. Yeah. If I don't get it, nobody should get it. That's selfish. That's short-sighted. Yeah. You must be able. You see, see he leaded me in the path of righteousness. Not for my name's sake. For his name's sake. There comes a point you must allow yourself to be cheated so that God's name will be propagated. It's okay. Just for the sake of the gospel. Hallelujah. And then the last point we're closing is go back again. And has forgotten. And has forgotten that he was spared from it. Another reason why we don't bear so we are forgotten. You are forgotten. You are forgotten how bad you were. You are forgotten. You are forgotten how much they have to follow you up. You are forgotten. You are forgotten. Maybe how rude you were to the pastor. Now if somebody just says one thing, they make you a shepherd. And one member says, listen, you can't talk to me like, and you are annoyed. Listen to me. If that's how they're going to talk to me, I'm not going to be a leader of this. I can't tolerate this people anymore. If that's how they speak to me, I'm not going to be a leader of this shepherd. I'm tired of them. Listen, they don't respect me. How rude were you? How more rude were you? That we tolerated you. 
church member here who is right here in this member right now. It's a congregation. Who is sitting right in this congregation? Who I do remember. I won't mention her name. She said she. <laughs> who I do remember. When the church started first, Bishop Ali was staying with me. And Bishop Ali said, he was a new church member. We should go and visit. So we drove from uh, Woodbridge all the way to, she was staying somewhere. I won't mention somewhere, you know. We drove all in New York here in the night. We called, we drove, we went to her house. We knocked on the door. See, we could know that she was there. We knocked on the door. You could say that there. He said, well, you guys are coming too late. I'm not going to open. And she never opened us. And she's not intended to. <laughs> if, we had for, if we had given up on her, she would not be in church. This church member. I will never forget this story. I drove with Bishop Adi. We tried to follow up a newborn Christian. We knocked on the door. 12 midnight. He said, we should have called her before coming. She's not coming. This is America, you know. He should have come before coming, you know. He can just come by somebody's door, you know. <laughs> That's what she told us. That's how we were sad. We waited and waited. This sister never opened the door. But she was a baby Christian. So when we went back, she said, it doesn't matter. We still kept on visiting, encouraging. Today, she's a bona fide lighthouse member in QFC Manhattan. I'm sure we'll begin to know who the person is. Yeah, I'll show you. <laughs> somebody, somebody you describe the person as a sheep mother. I don't know. Maybe she's a sheep mother. Yes! Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten? But you are forgotten. You are so rude. Yeah, listen, I am reverend. You know, I mean, these people, the way they dress, they are Christians. They, you know, the way they dress is not good. They cannot dress like that. They cannot say that. It's inappropriate. Have you forgotten your dressing? Have you forgotten your dressing? <laughs> forgotten your dressing? Have you forgotten your dress the way you used to dress? When you bend down, we don't know whether it's when you bend, we don't know whether you are serving bread or breast. <laughs> Today you have been in church for a long time, so now you are criticizing the young ones. Look at them. I mean, listen, uh, listen, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Behold, all this, 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 let your year be year. Uh, well, you must be born again. This time, I wonder, Reverend, I wonder why they are born again. Look at their makeup and their dress. Look at their skirt. Have you forgotten? That you know, yeah. Yeah. You see, we forget. Oh. We forget. Too quickly. The reason why we are not winning souls, we are not tolerant to others, because we forget. You are not like this. You were not like that at all, at all, at all, at all. You were not. I know one lady pastor. She's not a lady pastor in our church. Hey, when she, her skirt reaches her knee, that day is maxi. <laughs> I mean, if you see that sister in, the, in her hair days, her dress is at her knee level. Take it that she has, she has one maxi. Hey! No, she's a lady pastor now. Wearing cross and a hat and preaching. 
God has been good. God has been good. Some of you brothers, have you forgotten? Have you forgotten? You come to church, and after church, Sunday morning, church, Sunday, you, 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 after church, as soon as church finishes, you're back to your Johnny Walker. <laughs> Even now, you haven't stopped fooling, and you are stuck. <laughs> now, listen. Always remember where you came from. See, anytime you remember, you are more tolerant. You, you, you forbear people. Hallelujah. And you become more fruitful. May we not forget. I say, may we not forget. You see, you see, the reason why we don't bear fruit is that one, you are blind. Two, you are short-sighted. And three, you forget easily. But if you don't forget, you will always know that if God worked on you and brought you that far, God is able. God is able. God is able. And I'm God, it will also decrease your judgmental attitude. Stand up to Victor and let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. Take up your cross. with every head bowed. This afternoon you are here, you are not born again. This is why God sent his son. You are the reason why God sent his son. I was the reason why God sent his son. Heaven is real. Hell is real. We cannot be blind. We cannot be blind. It doesn't matter whether you believe or you don't believe. It is real. So you better if you believe. And the Bible says that except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. This afternoon, I want to just beg you. I'm pleading for your soul. I'm pleading for your life. 
destiny for your future. Eternity. That if you are not saved, if you are not born again, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior, I'm afraid you will end up in hell. I'm afraid you will end up in hell. There is a road from earth to heaven. There is a road from earth to hell. There's no road between heaven and hell. Choose your destination right now. Choose to go to heaven. There's room at the cross for you. Today, take a decision. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, every head bowed and every eye closed, you want to take a decision to go to heaven. You want to take a decision to go to heaven. You want to take a decision to go to heaven. Please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. I'm waiting. Take a decision to go to heaven. Take a decision to go to heaven. Because heaven is real. And hell is real. Take a decision this afternoon. Take a decision this afternoon. Take a decision this afternoon. If you have not done it, take a decision this afternoon. Heaven is real. Hell is real. Take a decision. Thank you. Father, we thank you this afternoon. Let none here end up in hell. May we take advantage of the blood of Jesus. I thank you that everyone under the sound of my voice is saved. I bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your hand for the Lord. Hallelujah. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.